Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this day is Hebrews 13. Here again, the part that reads, Do not be led away by strange and diverse teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods which have not benefited those who are devoted to them. We have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore let, him, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek a city that is to come. Through him, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. You may be seated. Rules, rules, rules. Who wants to deal with rules? Well, it was another day at school for Johnny, and he didn't want to be there. The teacher would drone on like a character in Charles Schultz's peanut cartoon. Womp, womp, womp. He didn't want to listen. And then he saw them. This classroom needs a little excitement. Yes, as he pulled those two long braided red pigtails in front of him. And all of a sudden he heard those words that he had heard so often before. Johnny, hands off. You need to follow the rules. Go sit outside in the hall. Well, the writer of the Hebrews seems to be writing a list of rules for God's people to follow. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality. Remember those who are in prison. Let marriage be held in honor by all. Let the marriage bed be undefiled. And then he adds, for God will judge. Well, that's more heavy-handed than Johnny's teacher. As we consider this list and more, I'm going to build on what Pastor Harvilla had shared last week about the comparison between Mount Sinai and the greater mountain, Mount Zion. The fear of God's law and the joy of the gospel of God's grace in Christ Jesus. Now, in 13, we also have a shift. The theme is still law and gospel, sin and grace. However, we shift from Mount Zion and Jerusalem to the tabernacle, that skin tent that was used before the temple was built and focus on the sin offering that was outside the camp. Outside the camp. That's what the Hebrew Christians felt like. Biologically, they were the same Jewish people as before, as others, as their families, as their teachers. They were the same but different because they believed in Jesus Christ as their only salvation, and so they were set apart outside. It was as if they were being punished for believing in Jesus. They would continue to be set outside as long as they insisted on their Christian beliefs. Fitting in would be a lot more comfortable 
just to go back the way things were before Jesus. August 11th through the 14th was a celebration of gay pride culminating in a, in a parade on August 14th here in Fargo. Fargo Public Schools made the August 16th Newsweek for inviting Florida teachers to come because of the DeSantis bill. West Fargo School District has its own extensive policy on transgender and gender nonconforming students. And so it is in our society. Love is redefined. Hospitality is for the deviant. The first few rules we heard in Hebrews chapter 13 can mean something altogether different in our society today. Sexual immorality is thrown out. Discontentment is, celebrate, is celebrated. And loving money and using people is easily the norm. If we could only go back to when Christianity was more acceptable, before these issues divided our country so heavily. But now, authentic Christians who believe Scripture is true are finding themselves outside the camp. Here we can learn from the writer of the Hebrews as he focuses on the tent of meeting and the sin offering that was burnt outside the camp. Again, the focus is on Exodus, that is God's people traveling away from the slavery of Egypt to the freedom of the promised land in Canaan. Now, along the way, they stopped at various times and the tabernacle or the tent of meeting was set up and the camp would be organized itself around the tabernacle as if there were levels of holiness. And the tabernacle was the Holy of Holies where only the high priest was allowed. In the holy place, only the priests were allowed. And then you had the court of meeting. And then outside you would have the 12 tribes organized three tribes to the north, three tribes to the west, three tribes to the south, and three tribes to the east. But outside the camp, there was the profane, the unholy, out there is where you did your business. If you were unclean, having a disease, you were outside the camp. Out there, after the blood was spilt and offered at the altar and on the Ark of the Covenant, the sin offering was taken outside the camp. The contemporary society in which we live wants us to believe what they believe. And if you don't, you are outside the camp. You're outside if you think marriage is only between a man and a woman. You're outside if sexual expression is only within marriage and not for recreation. You're outside if you don't believe gender is a choice and not biology. You feel a pressure that you don't belong then you're headed 
in the right direction. As it is written, therefore let us go to him who is outside the camp and bear the reproach that he endured. The writer is telling us about Jesus. Jesus is telling the truth about the Old Testament. Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate sin offering of the Old Testament. And he is condemned as utterly sinful, whipped and bleeding inside Jerusalem, and then is taken outside the city gate and crucified, bearing the reproach, the sin of his own people, even of the priests and the high priests, the very ones who taught the, who taught the fifth commandment, you shall not murder. And they have their Savior Son of God, crucified outside the city gate, outside the camp. They did not see their own sin, just like our society in which we live does not see its own sin. They don't see the damage that they are doing to themselves and others as they mutilate their own bodies and their, relationship, their relationships and encourage others to do the same. They think that they can gain some kind of freedom and expression, striving for some kind of happiness, some kind of contentment with who they are. Now, some may not re realize that they are destroying God's creation and his order. Others do it in rebellion to say that there is no God and parents have no right. And in doing so, they destroy who they really are in God. Sin is separating yourself from God and His order, and when you do that, there is all kinds of pain to be expected. And as God's people, we know that pain. We have seen and may have experienced what unfaithfulness does to a marriage, how divorce splinters a family, and how difficult it is, especially on children who will cry. Why can't mommy and daddy be together? If there is the pain of loss because of a miscarriage over which we have no control, how much more from an abortion can a person be so hardened not to sense God's curse in disobeying his word? We do, and that's why we are here. Because we know the pain and the destruction that sin has caused. Something has to be done, and it has, in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, let us go outside the camp and bear the reproach that he endured. In the Old Testament, the church is called the Kahal Yisrael, called to struggle with, called out to 
struggle with God. The New Testament church is called the ecclesia, the called out ones. We are called out of the world to be different than the rest of the world. We are called to recognize God's holiness, especially in Jesus. We are called to recognize that we are not. Our sinfulness. We are called to be baptized once for the forgiveness of sins, once again to be adopted as His children, washed clean to be His new creation. And when the world has dirtied us again, when our heart has led us astray to come before our Lord to confess our sin and to receive once again His forgiveness, His grace, once again to be His child, for it is His church that is His hospital to help heal hurting lives and relationships. So also Jesus suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through His blood. Now, we have an altar from which those who served in the tent have no right to eat. Today, our altar has bread and wine, and we will hear the words of Jesus, this is my body, this is my blood, for the forgiveness of sins. And those who are baptized, who are sorry for their sin and the wreckage it has caused, who have been instructed, who have confirmed that they believe the biblical, authentic faith, are given the privilege to eat from this altar. For it is a holy communion, not only with the holy God, but also with His holy ones, His saints, forgiven because of Jesus by His blood and His body. Forgiveness for me. Forgiveness for Pastor Harwala. Forgiveness for each and every one of you. For here we declare that we hold nothing against one another, just as God does not hold anything against us. And we are free once again to express brotherly love unlike the world. We are free to express hospitality even to strangers as if they were angels themselves without fear. Because we know that the Lord has helped, will help, and will continue to help. We don't have to be afraid of being society's outsiders and being ridiculed for what we believe as Christians because we know that Jesus has already accepted us, that God has already accepted us, and in Him we have a greater and better society, the very city of God. For in Jesus, we are in his church. Amen. 
Now, the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.